Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Fat People with Opinions. I'm Isaiah. I'm Taylor. And we're here. We're fat. <laughs> and we're st- we still have fucking opinions. Okay. That's my first time saying that. <laughs> you didn't do it well, but it's okay. Oh, fuck you. We're going to get so, it right um, one day. Um, we're back. Um, I'm sorry that we missed a show last week. That was my fault. And by my fault, I mean... Niggas was in an accident, so. Are, are niggas okay? Niggas are okay. My, Shaquan is, is down for the count, but she'll, she'll be back. Shaquan is his car, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> My, Shaquan, she'll be back with us in just a few days, but she, she definitely took a hit. But no, I'm okay. I didn't injure anything or nobody was hurt, so I didn't hit anybody. I just hit a curb and <laughs> shut up. And that fucked up my car, so. I was just like emotionally distressed last week and feeling like I just had to purchase a new car. Meanwhile, niggas didn't have nothing wrong with their car. (laughs) (laughs) It was like something super minor. And he's like, I have to get a new car. I like, I have to get a new car. I'm looking at options. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to have to get a hoopty to get to my next car. And then the next car after that, like, and then luckily I was able to do everything through my insurance. So, I mean, that's what insurance is. Four. Four, right. Mm-hmm. So, luckily I was able to file a claim with my insurance. And it seems like, based off of the insurance that I have, that regardless of what happens, I'm going to be okay. The world is not going to end. So, that's good. And I have a rental car in the interim that I actually really like. It's cute. A Nissan Rogue. Mm-hmm. It's a little SUV. How you like sitting up high? I feel like I'm in the mountains. <laughs> Like, I really feel like I'm looking down upon the rest of humanity like, bitch, I can see your your hair. Like, I can see your bald spots, sis, is how I feel when I'm in my car. It's not even that big of an SUV. <laughs> like, wh- I drive an Equinox, and it's, like, the same size or maybe smaller than that. It's it's And I feel like I'm driving in a tank. Because Shaquan is a Honda Civic. She's cute. She's, she's on the floor. She's a skateboard. Okay. <laughs> she's a pair of roller skates. She's, you know, low to the ground. She's small and skinny, so she gets into all the right places. I really have to be aware of my, like, like I have, have to have special awareness when I'm driving this car. Because I'm like, oh, you can't pull the stunts that you pull with Shaquan out here in these streets. But... We're okay. I enjoyed the Nissan Rogue so far. She's cute. I told myself if I ever were to get another car, I would pay cash for it because I don't like this debt shit and financing cars. Mm-hmm. So she would be cute as the next option for a car, but she would not be purchased until I had the money to pay cash. Okay. Absolutely. And I don't know when that's ever going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> However, if not, then me and Shaquan going to be rolling the fuck out until the end of time. <laughs> in the words of Beyonce. But I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to expound <laughs> for the for the team? You're okay. Yep. How's work? It's all right. Um, house is all right. My personal life is all right. I went to see my mom for the first time in like since Christmas. How was that? It was all right. She is trying to communicate better with me. I appreciate that. It's not perfect. Okay. But it's better. Okay. Okay. Do you feel like you can tell her what you need in order for it to be what you want? 
Or like what would be? Well, I still feel like I might be in the space where I, I feel like that's not going to be received well because mm-hmm. it's going to be like a... You're my child. You don't get to say these things to me. Right. So not yet, no. No. But we're working on it. Small steps. Mm-hmm. You know, Baby one, steps. <laughs> one foot for the other. <laughs> Small steps. I mean, one of the biggest realizations that I had coming into, like, the later part of my 20s was that, like, your parents are actually the fuck human beings. <laughs> like, yeah. when you realize that they're not just these, I don't know, the, these figures that are have no kind of history, no context, yeah. no emotions, no feelings, no flaws. And then you, your twenties, your mid twenties specifically hit you. You start realizing, oh, I'm fucked up because of you. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I see where I get that trait from. And there's also like a, I'm fucked up. So you were probably also fucked up at one point, and right. you might still be. So I have to let go of this idea that you were supposed to be this like perfect, all knowing, perfect thing that just it was an umbrella over me, and be like, you were just me, and you had a me. Like, imagine. <laughs> when I tell you, I just had a heart attack. Like, I cannot imagine myself having a child currently in this moment. Right. Every, everything would fall apart. Right. So maybe I should give her a little bit more credit. My yeah. mother. Yeah. But it's also Same. like, niggas didn't ask to be here. No shade. I mean, when we got here, we looked to the left, looked to the right, we're like, this is truly the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> This is truly... I'm not saying it excuses everything else. I'm just saying it, you know, puts into perspective. It definitely does. It makes them more human. And I always appreciate more information as opposed to less and more context as opposed to less. So I appreciate that. But I see where you're coming from. Well, well, shout out to you for making strides with your mom. Yeah. That's everything. Okay, so what are we talking about? So in this week's episode, it's it's going to be a, a, a grab bag. We're talking about all kinds of shit because mm-hmm. we're, we just have a lot of feelings and we have a lot of things <laughs> that we have to get off our chest, okay? So... We have reasons to celebrate, right? Because last yesterday was Super Tuesday mm-hmm. and uh, we have all but eliminated Michael Bloomberg from this presidential race. I don't think he has resigned yet. But, like, looking at the numbers, he, he's gone. I saw reports that he officially stepped down. So the people who are out officially are Amy Klobuchar stepped down. Thank God. Buddha Judge stepped down. Thank God. I think Michael Bloomberg, if, if not, has stepped down and made, like, a formal announcement. He's going to. Yeah. And confirmed it. And then we're waiting on Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's looking like the contenders are Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And, I mean, Elizabeth Warren is still in the race. Yeah. Do you think Elizabeth Warren has a chance at being the Democratic nominee? I do not. Okay. Consider, I mean, this is based off of what the white people who I listen to tell me all the time. That based off of the fact that she has not won any primary races yet she just is being afforded delegates and kind of these third and fourth place um uh third or fourth place uh, that's not a win but third or fourth place places (laughs) she's only you know getting these this little amount of delegates so i don't know if she's trying to push the race towards like a what is it called um contested convention where like if it's not 
based off of how the delegates are dispersed among the candidates, if it's not the case that there's a clear winner, because I think they have to get like they have to get a certain amount, yeah, uh, like a high amount of delegate uh, delegates before they can even call one person as the primary um, winner. So, if she were to stay in the race, then I guess the only thing that she's hoping is that that they'll do a contested convention and like the people, the super delegates who we don't know who they are, <laughs> we don't know, you know, kind of what their political ideology are or is, and. And based off of the reporting that I've seen, a lot of them seem to think, I think it was like 97 who said essentially that if it were the case that Bernie won the popular vote and had a plurality, that they would vote for like an establishment candidate or vote against that. Wow. I don't think that they would vote for Elizabeth Warren either, but she, if she's staying in the race, I guess she's hoping that that would be what it goes to. Yeah, but do you think that she, because I don't think that they would vote for her either. So do you think that her... Like, I don't want to say vendetta. There's a different word. Like mm. her nemesis, her nemesisness against mm. uh, Bernie Sanders would lead her to do something like that, just so that he does not get the nomination. I don't even think. I don't think it's that deep. To be honest, I feel like I think that the beef between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, I think, was really blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. I think it was handled okay. So, if you do not know, essentially what happened was Bernie Sanders said to Elizabeth Warren, or it's reported, based off of Elizabeth's own portrayal of the situation, that Bernie said to her that a woman could not win the presidency. Mm -hmm. And based off of how Elizabeth responded to it, she said that he said that to her, and her response was, I disagree. And... I think that's I think that's how it went. And when she was asked about it, she didn't really offer any kind of context or explain what happened. She just said that he said it and then said I don't think that that's true. And Bernie hasn't has said I didn't say that. That's not what I said. So that put them in a situation where the two progressive candidates are kind of at odds. I feel like if anything if Bernie did say something, Bernie probably said I don't feel like in our current socio-political moment a woman could win presidency because people sexism is so pervasive that people feel like in in terms of comfort and normalcy they want a male candidate because that's something that they're familiar with or something to that effect like I feel like mm-hmm. and that may be fucked up and that may be sexist and you can argue that but that's not the same thing as saying a woman couldn't lead or a woman can't be president that kind of thing right um so if the and because they had that whole tiff I feel like Bernie supporters and Elizabeth Warren supporters kind of went off in their corners and didn't really think about the actual larger movement that we're trying to create in terms of like a progressive wave. And I think that that was exacerbated by the media who are like making it a point to like emphasize the fact that, oh, wow, these two progressives are currently at at odds. And this is how they're establishing how different that they are from each other. When really it's like, as far as I know, I've known Elizabeth up until that point to be a progressive. Mm-hmm. To be more, pro- of all the candidates up there, one of the most progressive. Mm-hmm. Bernie obviously being more progressive than her, but not, not. I'm not discounting the fact that Elizabeth Warren is a progressive. I don't think, though, considering that they had this tiff that 
everything that she does is motivated by, I want to discredit Bernie Sanders and take the nomination away from him or try to get him not to be the nominee. I think it's it's going to become more and more questionable as the race progresses and it becomes clearer and clearer that she's not the nominee. But from what I've heard, that she's not going to be the nominee, but from what I've heard from like political analysts and pundits is that a lot of her supporters, her supporters are kind of mixed bag in that not all of them are immediately going to go to Bernie. Like, she also has Biden supporters that she's taking uh, support away from. So that could mean that if she doesn't, if she stays in the race that, or she drops out of the race that those supporters are going to go to Biden. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I don't think all of it is an affront to Bernie and attempt to kind of discredit him. I think what I would love for her to do in order to, to mark in the sand her position, especially after having this kind of, um, this episode with Bernie, I would love for her to drop out and endorse Bernie Sanders. That's what I would love. I would love that. Because I feel like, at this point, it's clear that she's not going to win unless it's kind of a situation that's, like, considered, in my opinion, undemocratic. Like, if she were to drop out and endorse him, that would mean that she's she's establishing herself as a clear progressive and despite all the shit that she's been through surrounding this whole tiff that they had and then surrounding her whole campaign she cares more about progressive values than her because really at the end of the day that's what it's about that's what it's about and bernie we can say a lot about bernie sanders and we can we can say that oh he's led he's leading this movement but really bernie has made his campaign not even about him but about everyone else right yeah progressive policy proposals Sorry, that was a long answer. But yes, I don't I don't think it's all her being vindictive. I think it's going to become more and more of a question, though, as it progresses. And it, and it becomes clear that she's not going to be the nominee. It's like, okay, so then why are you really staying in? But I don't think you can say that right now. Because also, like, you've invested all this time and energy. And you have supporters who may, you know, not may not want to call it quits yet. You have your team that's probably in your ear telling you that, Right now isn't the time to step out. We have another debate coming up. Like, you did really, really well in the one before the last one. So maybe that's an opportunity for you to gain some more traction. I don't know. But I feel like as the race continues, it's going to become more and more clear that it's like, if you're not going to win and you see that all of the the moderates and the establishment are coalescing around Biden and fucking turning into um, the, the fucking a Zord, a Power Ranger Zord. Bitch, Megatron. Zordon. <laughs> okay. All turning into fucking Captain Planet. Bitch, then we need to do the same. We need to do the same. Heart, fire, water. out this bitch. Okay. <laughs> we need to all coalesce together and, and try to, you know, fight this shit. Because last night, as I was seeing the results coming in, I was like, I'm not going to say that I was shocked, but I'm like... I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, because I fully expected Bernie to come out on top right. in the majority of those states. Mm-hmm. I did not expect Biden to do as well as he did. Like, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Because I feel like up until this point, he has been discredited as a candidate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we kind of got over him and we're like, okay, well, let's now let's focus on Bloomberg. Right. And forgot all about Biden. He was just he was just going to wither up and die is what I thought. Like he was just going to fade out into the background. So what do you think 
it is that has motivated people to vote for Biden? Like, what do you think are the factors that are contributing to people voting for him over Bernie Sanders? I Well, over Bernie Sanders would be people are afraid that his heart attack and his Medicare for all proposal is not going to beat Trump. Mm. That's what the Democrats think anyway. I think that's the... People are still talking about this man's heart attack. Yes. Maybe I'm in too much of a, like, a Bernie bubble, but I'm like, niggas are really still talking about this heart attack? Yes. His heart attack and Medicare for all. Medicare for all is not going to beat Trump. Trump is going to tear that apart. You is think what so? they think. I don't think so. No, I don't okay. think so at all. And it's crazy because I was reading an article today that was talking about some of the exit polling. And speaking of Medicare for All, this is related to that. They were saying that although Bernie Sanders didn't do well in states that he rep- he was projected to not only do well but win by larger large margins, and that he lost ultimately, that he Medicare for All still overwhelmingly in all those states had more than fifty percent support, which is an indication to me that it's like something about Bernie Sanders people are not fucking with. Like and I'm not try- <laughs> and I'm not understanding what it is. But people aren't able to see past Bernie Sanders in order to 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 vote in a way that's going to be in their interest in terms of the policy. Because it's like, that's all, for me, Bernie Sanders has really been running on, his policy. He he and Elizabeth Warren are the two people I think that if, if for me, one of my biggest issues is student loans. Mm-hmm. The only two people who I feel like who are actually going to do something about it, who I have a chance of something being done about it, or or campaigning or bringing it to the attention of the government in a way that it's like we have to, they have to vote on it in some capacity is Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Those are the only two. And the second issue would be like healthcare because it it is a huge problem that cannot be overstated. Mm -hmm. So the fact that 50% of people, that 50% 50 of people in those states had like a favorable view of Medicare for all is the indication that progressivism is, there's traction. We're gaining traction in terms of changing people's perspectives and, and getting people to come over to our ideology. But there's something about Bernie Sanders that niggas are not fucking with. Do you know what Biden's like policy proposals are on healthcare? He wants to do like a public option, which is kind of like you can buy public health insurance. I don't really know anything outside of that. And that's another reason why I'm like, really? And this is to to answer my own question, why I think niggas voted for him. (laughs) I think people voted for Biden because they, they, they want to go back to this idea of like normal. Yeah. Because of his connection to Obama. Right. And he's really running on the coattails of Obama or like, I'm cool with Obama. And yeah, I was going to bring that up too, because has Obama actually endorsed anyone? No, no. But, but Biden's commercials and his, like appearances would have you really believing that they are still best friends and that he endorses everything that he does. And it was also reported before Biden actually ran that Biden told Obama that he should not. I mean, Obama, Obama told, told Biden, Biden that, that he, he should, should not. not. Sorry. Obama told Biden that he should not. And I, it's also been reported that I, according to what I was listening to, this is according to TYT, or I was listening to this earlier today, that Biden told, I mean, Obama called Buttigieg, and I don't know what the, the conversation was, but essentially was like, you have to endorse Biden, to which he did. So uh, o- Obama has been, you know, 
playing three dimensional chess and fucking okay, but being, like why? And I, and here's the thing about Obama that I really don't think he's ready for is for people to really start scrutinizing his fucking um, presidency. And people are going to drag me. I'm black. I love our people. And I love what the Obamas represent in terms of um, the, the first black fam, the first mm-hmm. black family and black what that representative. And all that. That's all cute. <laughs> in the words of Shaka Khan, through the fire, through the limit, through the wall. Okay, for the chance to be with you, I'd rather risk it all. We're 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 at the precipice. Okay, of something crazy happening, and I feel like now it's time to we we really need to start looking at people's people for what they are. When mm-hmm. someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Taking people's actions for because he not was what? he deported the most people mm-hmm. like the most immigrants he was was known as the porter in chief a lot of people don't know that shit like a lot of people don't know that he also come participated in drone strikes that he, killed civilians children in, in the middle east yes. like those these are things that he's done while all the time we're praising him as a president and this is not to say that other presidents haven't done the same but it's like y'all act like he was innocent like he was an angel right when he was just like everybody else. Right. So, and I'm not, this is not our, we're not out here trying to, you know, put Obama on trial. That's what we're doing. But I'm saying is if you're going to out here, be out here kind of being the mastermind over the political process, then bitch be in it so that we can talk about you <laughs> and discredit you. Because guess what? There's things that we can scrutinize you and discredit you for. So I think to your point, He's riding on the coattails of Obama, Obama, Biden is. I think a lot of people want to go back to this idea of like normalcy and like a certain level of like civility and like comfort in what the the previous administration was, Obama's administration. And then I also feel like maybe, again, I, someone who obviously leans very far left, progressive, but maybe, and I maybe I'm stuck in kind of like my own eco chamber in that that in terms of the media that I listen to. But I feel like I'm learning as I'm getting older that black people are not as progressive as I feel like I project onto them. No, not at all. <laughs> like I feel like I'm expecting them to understand that by virtue of the fact that in terms of like Oppression. poverty, education employment levels like we are are representing some of the 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 lowest statistics in those areas and one of the ways that we can bolster our economic standing is like through government because we don't have like any kind of concentrated wealth so i would assume that you would know that and think that like oh okay so then maybe i should vote for our party or or, uh, a candidate that's seeking out policies that are going to directly benefit me like bernie Medicare for all, Pub- what is it? College for all. So making public public universities tuition free and also student loan forgiveness. Those things would directly benefit, although they're universal, would directly benefit our community because we are the lowest in in all of these different categories. The thing is, nobody teaches us this. Right. This is just like like because my 
introduction to politics was in college. Right. So imagine if I hadn't gone to college. If my education stopped at high school, I would not be having this conversation. I would know nothing about anything that's going on right now. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't fault them for it because I also feel like there's also a certain level of indoctrination too. Because I was having a conversation with my mom the other day and she's and there's obviously a generational difference too. Like yeah. older oh, black for people. Sure. I, I talked about this. I want to talk about this. When go, ahead. That. No, no, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Um, I talked about, on Facebook today, I was talking about how after yesterday, after Super Tuesday yesterday, everybody who is of the vote blue, no matter who, mindset is just mm-hmm. like, okay, we're putting everything behind Biden. He's the one. And I'm just like, if your mindset is vote blue, no matter who, you need to listen to like the millennials and the Generation Z mm-hmm. about who they want and how they're trying to shape their future. Because if you don't care who the candidate is, it just, it just matters to you that they're blue, then listen to us because we care who the candidate is. Right. Like we're trying to build a future for ourselves. And if it's just a, you know, we just need somebody to, to get Trump out of here and you don't care who it is, we care. So and then talk to us. Right. Because we're the ones that are inheriting the future that right. you're like, I'm not going to say they're fervently voting, but it's like that you don't seem interested in like really fleshing out the policy conversation right also to the whole electability conversation i know that there are people who are really scared of trump and i think you have every reason the fuck to be right <laughs> but what 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 happened when blue bloomberg emerged as a candidate and we started to see people like actually consider him as a candidate that it's comparable to beating trump that whole electability argument really can't th- what went out the window for me because it seems like people who have very 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 like who are huge liabilities y'all are trying to make them the nominee the what are the what's the thing that you can say about bernie sanders and elizabeth warren they're progressives or in the case of bernie sanders you can say he's a democratic socialist those are the really the only two things that you can say about them and you that can be enough for you to not want to vote for him what can you say about what can you say about bloomberg what can you say about biden bloomberg is is astronomical <laughs> like in terms of of, of biden <laughs> completely terrible i'm glad he's dropping out but biden he's not as bad but it's like if your main issue in your voting issue was electability he voted for the iraq war which has currently been like considered like one of the the greatest like mistakes of american history <laughs> at this point he voted for the iraq, iraq war he also like the reason that students can't file bankruptcy on their student loans, he contributed to that. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that he did. That's going to be an attack from Trump that he's going to make against Joe Biden. He also like is in bed or was in bed with like the credit card companies and that whole industry, the financial industry, and like he had the name I forget what it was called, MBNA John or something like that. Like he was in bed with those communities. He also has. The the Barisma, um, Hunter Biden, that whole conversation where you you become comparable to Trump in that you even though you may not have like directly advised this foreign entity to employ your son, your son was employed by this foreign entity receiving I think it was like something like eighty thousand dollars a month. Jesus. And that's going to make it seem like you're comparable to Trump in terms of nepotism, in terms mm-hmm. of corruption, and that's going to be what the Republicans are investigating the whole time while you're in presidency. I got that from the majority report. They brought that up. Like there's, there's all these things that you are a liability in terms of your elect- electability to Trump. So it's like, I don't know if y'all, y'all don't know that shit 
or y'all choosing to disregard that shit, but that makes it so that he's easily attackable. Like, and Trump is going to bring that shit up. Uh, yeah. Even though he has no room to, but that man does not care. Like, his supporters are going to support him regardless no matter of what he what. says. What you fail to realize is that there are people who actually take listen to that shit, like us, millennials, Generation Z, other people who are going to... What? No, it's not. Is this your foot? No, my foot is underneath this table. I don't know what this is. Sorry. It's my, it might be my shoes. Oh, okay. Girl. <laughs> Go ahead. What the people further realize is that we take those things in consideration and we might feel like, oh, well, then I'm not just not going to vote. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... We're in a similar situation as 2016, the lesser two evils. And it would be different if Biden had a record where he also, it would be different if he was like touting policies that were actually going to impact people. Cause then it's like, okay, I can say I'm not, I'm, I don't like the fact that he did X, Y, and Z, but at least I think he's going to, to do something in terms of healthcare. At least I think he's going to do something in terms of the student loan crisis. At least I think he's going to do something in terms of climate change. I don't think he's going to do all those things. He's just running on, I'm Biden. I was close to Obama. Yeah. Like, I cannot. <laughs> And then he's also, he has huge blind spots when it comes to race. Yeah, he is two seconds away from saying the N-word on live TV. And he also different... opposes same-sex marriage, which is something we dealt with, like, years ago. Like, we don't have time. We just don't have time. And then, I don't want to make this kind of, like, ageist, kind of, like, I don't want to do the whole thing where I'm like I'm stooping to people's level in terms of talking about health. But if we're gonna bring a Bernie Han- Bernie Sanders heart attack, we definitely need to be talking about how like he low key Joe Biden is showing the symptoms of dementia, al- like Alzheimer's, like or he's experiencing like a cognitive decline. If you actually listen to this nigga talk specifically that rant that he did at the debate where he essentially equated, um, it was a question about race and about busting about like addressing that in 2020 and how. He f- how he's going to answer for that specific um, policy that he voted for. He connected, he equated poor people to black people. Mm-hmm. And then he said that, uh, that essentially black people don't know how to raise their children. So they need to put the record players on. So it's like, this was the same one where he uh, called us black African Americans because he wanted to say the N word. <laughs> Corn pop. Like I can't. <laughs> That story blows my mind. Look, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is the person y'all voted for. Like, I cannot. And Bernie Sanders is a, social, a democratic socialist. Like, like I can't. He just wants to give y'all health care, bitch. He wants right. to give y'all student loans. He wants to make sure that the environment is okay so that we don't die. You know. Can we talk about what socialism is, too? I saw this meme that was a house burning down. And it said, socialism is the firefighters coming to put your house out. Right. <laughs> and capitalism is the insurance company telling you they're not going to pay for it. That's literally what it is. Socialism is the postal service. <laughs> like the United States Postal Service. <laughs> capitalism is, I don't want to say Amazon because I feel like that's going to make like that's, that's making capitalism look really good. But like, yes, capitalism, which also Jeff Bezos is cap that that's capitalism is like literally uh like the uh, the perversion of capitalism, a perversion of capitalism, like the fact that we had to fight. And there are say people will say that Bernie Sanders didn't really achieve anything since he's been in government. But think about Amazon, for example. The reason that people are getting paid what they're getting paid now is because. 
he he launched a campaign against Amazon that said that you are having people work in these slave like fucking mm-hmm. conditions. They need to be paid accordingly, and they raised how much they pay them. Mm-hmm. So it's like yes, y'all are saying he's not doing anything because he's not doing anything on like a a, a Trumpian level, right? But he's doing things on the level like close to you like you you have to look around and see the changes right the a local level a level that's going to directly impact your life right and i mean there's something to be said for and people make this argument all the time that like the best way to impact your direct life and have actual changes made to your immediate experience is to like vote in your local elections that's why the senate and the congress and that kind of stuff matters and that is true but it's also we can't underestimate the power of the executive branch too because look at what trump did essentially he he made a policy shift so that we could you know snatch children away from their families when they came across the border mm-hmm. like that's something that he did he was able to commit a, a huge human rights violation and with no oversight so imagine what, what potentially could be done if a uh, someone who had a more left-leaning more progressive ideology could do in that kind of position like I'm trying to think of discouraged because it's not over. And I've seen people report that just because a lot of the states that Biden won also that people don't realize is states in the South that are going to go to Trump in a general. Mm-hmm. Like, just because he won them in a primary doesn't mean he's going to win them in a general. So, if again, if electability is the primary thing that you're voting on, you really have to take a, a, a look inside deeply with deep within there's a song right there. There's um, the voice deep within. <laughs> Young girl, don't cry. It was playing in my head. You need to look within and do some research. Like, really antag- antagonize your... Not antagonize. Interrogate your <laughs> your candidate and why you're voting for them. Because Joe Biden is a huge liability. He's just as much of a liability as Bloomberg was. I think Bloomberg was worse in terms of a liability. Like, Bloomberg would be crushed. I absolutely think that Bloomberg would be tr- crushed by Trump. I think that Biden will, too. I don't know if he's going get, to get crushed. I think he people are not going to expect the attacks that Trump is going... He's going to, Trump is going to attack him on shit that... In the conversation is going to be from the left and progressives who actually care and listen to what he's saying. They're going to be like, well, he's making a valid point. You did vote for the Iraq War. You do want to cut Social Security or have demonstrated a history of wanting to cut Social Security. Like... But I'm saying re- whether he crushes him mm. or taps him on his forehead, <laughs> he loses. Right. Way. So, and I mean, who's to say that Bernie wins? I'm just saying that of those two, I put I'm putting my chips in Bernie. Like, I would rather Bernie go up against Trump with the chance of winning mm-hmm. because if Biden, they both have a chance of winning, right? So. If the if the Democratic nominee wins, and it's Biden, nothing changes for us. Nothing. If it's Bernie, things change for us. Right. So like, why not put your your chips behind the one where a change is possible? Because what's the point in doing it if nothing's going to change? Right. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. And again, I think people really overestimate how much people don't fuck with Trump. I think a lot of people don't and will vote against him, but I think people overestimate how many people will choose if given the opportunity 
in terms of a candidate who doesn't really inspire them will choose to say, I just am going, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay home because mm-hmm. I don't feel motivated to vote because although Trump is president and I really don't fuck with him, I really don't like him. I haven't died yet. I haven't died. Like, I, I haven't died. As hard as hard as it been, I haven't died. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's choose the devil you know over the one that you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that Biden is that much of a devil because I really don't think he's that bad. I really don't. I don't think he's bad. I just don't think, like you said, he doesn't have the electability mm-hmm. and he's not going to change. Like, none of his policies are inspiring. They're not going to change anything. It's not a bad. It's just a... I don't care. It's a, it's a, I don't feel passionate about anything that he's he's offering. Sorry, I don't. And I'm looking to you older people. When I asked to have the conversation with my mom, I was like, oh. <laughs> although that, what I just said, it was, well, tell me. Because I'm like, I was ready to fight over Bernie. I was like, okay, he's going to do this. He has said that he's going to do this. He's demonstrated this, his, you know, this policy position. He was out here talking about we need to give uh, gay people the right to marry back in the fucking 80s and 90s, bitch. When it wasn't cute to say. And it's 2020 and Joe Biden is still I'm like, going no, home. I don't think they should be able to get married. I'm going home. I've collected my things. <laughs> I've collected all of my belongings and I'm going to make my way for the door. I'm sorry. That's our rant. Our political rant for this, this episode. <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I don't feel down. I don't feel down. I think it's going to be... I'm excited to see the debate. I want Bernie to drag. Like, I just want him to really just, you know... Just take, rip into everything. Take the gloves off and be, and be like, you know what... I want him to look at Elizabeth Warren and say, it's my turn, sis, and just go. Because last time she was spraying everybody, I just want her to sit back. Right. With her little um, flip. I want <laughs> Bernie to say, you know what? I've tried to be cute and be nice to you bitches. Like, I've really, I've really tried to be nice to you bitches and just really be, you know, civil, but you have really worn me out. I need a meme. I need one of y'all to create the meme. I need Bernie Sanders with his hand up and with the long nails from that um, that Family Guy meme, or the um, the one from Chris Evans when he's got the long nails. I need that to be Bernie Sanders. Yes. Somebody do it for me, please. <laughs> but that was our political conversation. I'm sorry, we just had to talk about it because it was on my spirit. Um, what what was the other thing that we wanted to talk about? Um, sex work, digital sex work. Bitch, this is such a conversation. <laughs> um, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I actually was having a conversation with my friend the other day, and we were talking about like, and he made this great point that I like just totally realized I I've never thought about it this way. But I was telling him how like there like lately the thought of starting an OnlyFans has really. <laughs> hit me to the point where because I'm looking online I'm seeing all the the abundance the luxury I'm seeing the fact that (laughs) niggas are you know living lives where they're comfortable and not having to work paycheck to paycheck or live paycheck to paycheck and I'm over here working all the time at this job that I don't want to be the fuck at and I'm like hmm I I like sex all it takes is pictures I like videos. <laughs> I'm starting to like my body. I think I can make a lot of money doing it. Why not? And then I the the thought hits me that it's like I want a future, and that's what, and that's what I said. But, okay, do you think you don't think that like the the criminalization or like the the stigma around sex work is like dissipating? Right, and that's the point I was going to make that he brought up. Essentially, it was I was thinking like if 
the reason that I don't want to do an OnlyFans, well, the reason that I had was because I didn't want to didn't want it to impair me from doing other things. Like say we're say we're to be the case, ideally that this were to blow up, right? This podcast that we're doing were to blow up, and we would to get this huge following, this huge um group of supporters who listen to our show, and then it became an issue in terms of the podcast, like. Why, but why would it become an issue? Though? I mean, I don't know why, why it would, but this is just what I thought. Okay. Or say I were to... Were no, to I mean, I see what you're saying, but so, yeah. Say I wanted to become a politician, or say... Because there are times where I think about going back to school and, you know, getting my PhD. Mm-hmm. Say I were to want to become, like, a public intellectual and talk about politics, talk about policy, talk about, you know, cultural, societal events, pop culture, that kind of thing. What if I were to do that, and then it become an issue in terms of not all, not people, like, actively, like people yelling and screaming on the sidewalk saying, oh, he, here are his pictures, here are his pictures, he did porn, he did this, he did that. But, like, people closing doors for me because they seen that I'm, like, a liability in terms of that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that scares me because it's, like, that's a real consequence. Yeah. But then the point that my friend made, to your point, was that we're the generation, Generation Z and the Millennials, where we're going to be the ones that adjudicate that. Mm-hmm. Because think about like there was a there was some there was a woman running for some congressional seat. Girl, I was gonna bring it up, Katie Hill, yeah. And her news got leaked. Mm-hmm. And my immediate thought was. I'm at the age where I could run for a congressional seat. Well, I'm not quite that old yet, but like I could, yeah, I am. I could run for a congressional seat. Mm -hmm. I have sent nudes. Mm -hmm. So like it is possible that my nudes could get leaked. That is the reality for the majority of women my age. Mm -hmm. So like at what point are we just going to be like, okay, and (laughs) like who cares? And a lot of celebrities have had their nudes leaked and they still have, abundant successful career right who was it rihanna had her lead hers leaked mm-hmm. joe scott i think um jennifer lawrence had her leaked and then that became a huge like feminist moment yeah. of like oh don't right you, you should be looking at nudes do or... we start criminalizing the people who are leaking the nudes and not the people who disseminated them with consent right because i mean i mean maybe Porn or like getting into sex work is kind of different than sending nudes because I think maybe people can make the argument that it's like the nature of of dating and talking and and flirting and getting to know someone has changed so that nudes has kind of become a part of the whole process like sending nudes mm-hmm. have become a part of the whole process because it's so you know like it's such a habit that people participate in. That there's like not an active kind of intentionality in that. It's kind of like, oh, you're just doing it because that's what other people are doing. Whereas with sex work, it's kind of like, oh, you are intentionally doing this to make money. Like there's a choice there. People may feel like, oh, well, that's more nefarious than you sending. Yeah, but like, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm, I I lean more progressive than some people tend to, but I'm just like, it's a job. Like (laughs) it's working at McDonald's. Like I need to pay a bill. This is how I pay it. Right. End of story. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe that. I'm just saying maybe that's an argument that somebody could make. And then I also feel like, to your point, 
I don't immediately discount someone by virtue of the fact that they do sex work or send news. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that that means that they don't have an opinion. I don't think that that means that they aren't capable. I don't think that that means that they're less moral of a person. Right. That doesn't matter to me. It's like, what are you saying? Right. Because it's like the lady, her, she was Katie Hill. I don't, I didn't read, her name was Katie Hill. I didn't read all of the details related to the case or the story, but... If she, if her needs were, nudes were leaked, that's not her fault. At all. <laughs> like, okay, they were leaked. Guess what I still want to talk about healthcare, which y'all don't. So what's okay. Like, you're still not talking about it. And it's like, what? Are we still at the point? Are we still at a point where me appreciating my body mm-hmm. makes me less of a, like, proper woman? Right. At what point do we get past that? Girl. Because it's 2020 and we're still having the conversation. Okay. So I don't know when we're going to get past it. We need to be past it because I'm over it. But I think, it, to your point, we're going to be we're gonna be the generation that decides what the social consequences are and what they should be for people who, who do that. Because I've, in my experience in dating and talking to men, I've talked to politicians, my nigga. I've talked to niggas who work in public service. I've talked to niggas who doctors. I've talked to niggas who have wives. Like, I've talked to don't judge me. I've talked to like, people who have who have stakes within the community that may not in this current moment if they were to be, I'm and I'm not the kind of person that outs people. I don't put any of that kind of business out. People's business out there like that. But if they were to have their information out there, there will be social consequences. Mm-hmm. But that's also to indicate that, like, people who you think aren't capable or aren't those kinds of people are those kinds of people. <laughs> like, right. The same people who would, who you would think would ridicule you for doing something are the same people doing that same thing. Right. And, or the people who, who would judge you for that are actually out here doing that shit. So it's like, if we're all doing this and we're all making the collective decision to participate in it, then we can police. And regulate the boundaries. Right. It's a self-policing system. Right. We can say that, oh, well, you know what, Katie Hill, I don't know what your politics are, but I'm not going to immediately discount you by the fact that your news were linked because at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck. Right. So. Because they weren't for me. So what does it matter? Like. <laughs> right. And I feel like. One of the things I'm noticing on the whole like sex worker like online digital sex space is that there's also like a little bit of agency for fat people in those spaces. There is for sure a market for fat people in those spaces. A a big market. And I'm shocked. Are you though? Because I feel like fat people have always been lusted after in the dark. Mm. It's just, it's like, it's not okay to like fat people in the daytime. Yes, absolutely. Yes. But like, if you think about like, I don't know, like I know like Fresh Prince is not that old of a show, right? Mm. But it was, it was new when we were a lot younger. There was that episode where like Will was really into Queen Latifah's character. Right. But he couldn't be because she was, she was bigger. I mean, well, she was not even fat. Let's be clear. <laughs> it's always been a. Can we really talk? 
talk about that? Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, they really made Queen Latifah seem like she was this fat-ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, all throughout her, the 90s, her, in her career. Because she didn't have the body that Nia Long had. But I'm also like, Khadija was a bad bitch. Like, okay, so was um, Cleo from Set It Off. Okay, I, black people <laughs> don't kill me. I have not seen Set It Off. Girl. I know you're not talking. Set It Off is my favorite movie. I mean, it's on brand. Isn't aren't there lesbians <laughs> in, in the sh- Cleo. Okay. Queen Latifah. <laughs> That's also consistent with her. Um, she's been typecast. No, I'm playing. Um, but they really tried to make her seem like she was this fat ass bitch. And I'm like, Queen was never that big. She just had big ass breasts. Mm-hmm. Like, she was just busty. She had curves. But that's the thing. Nia Long, you know, was not that. Not that Nia Long didn't have a nice body. It was just not Queen Latifah's body. At all. But, back to your point, I'm sorry. That he, he couldn't be with Queen Latifah because she was fat yeah. in the episode. Yeah. There have been lots of other examples of this. But, I think that if we looked up the stats on BBW porn, mm-hmm. the numbers would be outrageous. I want somebody to do a study. I want someone to do a study because I feel like... Also, the very fact that, that BBW is a section of porn should let you know. That, that. The, it's, like, popular. Yeah. And I think that the low-key, there's also, like, a, a wave happening within kind of gay porn and, like, mm-hmm. Twitter, the Twitter sex space. Because yes. I'm seeing a lot of, like, thick like appreciation of people who have bodies that are not skinny or conventionally seen in porn. Like people who have people who don't have bodies that that are athletic, mm-hmm. people who don't have bodies that are well, when I say athletic I mean like conventionally considered athletic. Um fit bodies, skinny bodies, like the niggas who you, who you have seen in porn all the way up until this moment, gay porn specifically, are no longer you know, the only niggas that you see. You're starting yeah. to see niggas who look like regular people. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see people who look like people who have bellies, people who have ass, people who have thighs, people who have hair. Like the and there's also a huge wave of just seeing like fat people having sex. Fat people with other fat people and fat people, um, fat gay people with skinny people. Mm-hmm. Like fat women with skinny men. Like, it's really a market that's happening, uh, yeah. a moment that's happening, and it's being celebrated, and I, I'm shocked, coming from my community. <laughs> I am, I because, bitch, y'all don't know how to act at all. <laughs> y'all don't. And it's, it's clear to me that <laughs> it has, I mean, up until this point, it's been clear to me that y'all really don't fuck with nobody who does not look like, you know, fucking um, Tyson Bedford or fucking... Um, What's his name from fucking Moonlight? What is his name? Oh, Mahershala Ali. Not Mahershala. Fucking um, Trevante Rhodes, who is my baby's father. Let's be clear. <laughs> Go away from me. I want you out of my home. The podcast is over, y'all. He's leaving. <laughs> I, I am not. But the, the gays really go up for a Trevante Rhodes. They really, they really do. go up for a fucking um, y'all really do. Iman Shumpert, who I also am obsessed with. As I well. love Iman Shumpert as well. He's he a, a is very a good fine, looking man. A very fine man. Ooh. They also go up for a fucking um, who's the guy who was like the quarterback for the New York Giants? Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. He's not the quarterback. He's not. The, oh, this is the extent of me knowing about. 
He's not a quarterback? No. What does he do? He's a wide receiver. Okay. He catches the ball. He catches the ball. Oh, he might be a running back. I'm pretty sure he's a wide receiver, though. So, like... He either catches the ball or he gets the handoff and runs the ball. I'm pretty sure he catches it. So, a as receiver. a wide receiver, when you're on the field, where are you in relation to other things? You come off the line and you run toward the end zone. And then the quarterback throws you the ball so that you can run it in for a touchdown. So, that's what the wide receiver does. Okay. Mm-hmm. I played sports for a brief moment, so I know all about all this shit. Mm-hmm. We play sport ball. we play sports ball but yes they really go out for him like the gays have really you know the gays are really into body a very specific body type and there's a huge issue with like body image issues and trying to achieve this ideal standard of beauty within the gay culture but I'm starting to see kind the boundaries of that kind are starting to dissipate and dissolve and we're seeing celebration appreciation and almost like kind of open like some of these profiles where they're watching two fat niggas having sex they're i'm seeing face profile like face pictures mm-hmm. in in your avi what is going on we don't care anymore this is me having sex on the internet hello not even the the niggas who are having their face out in the fucking sex scene but also niggas who are commenting which is also wild that we're like Niggas are rating and commenting on sex scenes. That's another conversation. We can talk about that later. But like... I love it. (laughs) Am I the only one on Pornhub who reads the comments? No, I read the comments. And I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Am I... Is is something wrong with me? I I have loved porn for a really long time. And the new wave of like porn as a YouTube video is my favorite thing in the entire world. <laughs> because people really be offering like <laughs> like Screen Actors Guild ass criticism <laughs> of these videos. <laughs> Bitch, I'm like, what is going on? This is <laughs> like, ugh. You're really criticizing these porn sessions. I'm like, oh my god. Like, porn I can't. sessions. Like, uh, we're uh, getting ready for an award show. We have to decide who won- who wins. Like, best picture goes to. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, I really am excited about the prospects of, like, fat people just being celebrated in just different spaces. Like, it, to me, this isn't even like, okay, this is fat people having sex, we should cheer. It's more so about what it means for the for giving fat people the space publicly to live mm-hmm. like to just live and to enjoy their bodies at any size and to to be sexual and to be and just have different opportunities to represent themselves among the spec the spectrum of like being like people being tops fat people being tops fat people being bottoms fat people participating in bisexual sex like all that is so cool to see because people it, being naked on camera, period. Like, oh my god, this is <laughs> monumental. I didn't, I didn't look at it from this perspective, but it is pretty dope. It is dope. Like, I looked at it from the, but only only in porn perspective, which is still a, a side of it. But I didn't look at it from this way. This way feels a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of niggas out here who really just like disparaging fat people. Like I literally saw somebody on the other day. On Instagram, I follow a lot of messy Instagram pages, specifically ones that are marketed towards gay men. And there was one where 
I'm not going to name this person because I don't want to give them too much. Where essentially he was like, having a big butt don't mean shit if your whole body big. Dot, dot, dot. Don't it though? Because it... Sorry, go no, ahead. Go ahead. I was about go to ahead. go off. Because it, it, it very much means something when you have a big body and don't have a big butt. So like, why does it not mean something when you do? And when you really look at like... <laughs> when you break down what they're saying actually like logically what they're saying makes absolutely no fucking sense <laughs> because literally by virtue of, the, of having a big butt your body is bigger <laughs> like <laughs> it increases the circumference of your body so it's like it doesn't make sense and also it's like just say that y'all don't fuck with fat people like it's alright bitch it's just say that you don't like fat people it's okay so we, I can just block you discount you and write you off for my existence cause bitch I, I you're really over here trying to have this fucking uh, theoretical conversation about the fucking the 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 <laughs> the mass of fat people. Like you're trying to have a conversation about like the aesthetics of a butt and how a butt is only really a big butt if it's in relation to a small waist. Like you're really trying to have this conversation with like first of all niggas are dying. Like number one, <laughs> like we're niggas on the precipice. Dying. We're on the precipice of a fucking you know mass extinction by virtue of Mother Earth within the next couple of years. And you're talking about butts. And don't get me wrong, I too love a butt. I was gonna say have a butt. Correct. I mean, I do have one. And let's be clear. Cause I want to make I wanted to say something to this person so badly, but I was you know what? I'm gonna let you cook. Let I'm, you simmer on high heat. S- simmer on the lowest of heat. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna let just place you right on over here. Pack you right on up. I me having a big body because I have a big body. Let's be clear, <laughs> a large body, and I also have you know a particularly sized derriere. However, <laughs> nigga, that has not stopped niggas from hitting me up of Ow. all shapes and sizes and Taylor could have tested this right now on I this hot, on this hot mic we have been at many a club or a bar where niggas eyes was glued also my birthday a couple weekends ago we were getting in the elevator and this wasn't even a nigga this was a girl she was like damn his ass fat as she walked by like we can't take this nigga nowhere and I'm minding my business <laughs> let's be clear cause I don't seek this shit out I'm minding my business so this is people are coming out and trying to and making comments about my body so what I'm saying is as someone who has a large body and having a big butt it means something to people but guess what by virtue of having a big butt it does immediately make you interesting and I wish you could see this person because really they did not have, they don't have, I'm sorry. Let me, <laughs> let me not because I don't want to get into disparaging people's bodies. But just say that you don't like fat people. That's okay. And you go. Just, you don't, you think that by virtue of being fat that you can't be gay. Let Just say that and then we can d- discard you with the rest of them. I'm done. What's, what are we talking about next? <laughs> you have a weekly consumption? No. You don't? <laughs> <laughs> so damn angry all the time girl i was so mad <laughs> let me see i have to come up with the weekly consumption because i didn't prepare for this moment let me see we record every week every week we record and we give you a weekly consumption oh i've returned i um have returned back to one of my favorite podcasts who i've listened to for the past like eight thousand seven hundred fifty five years of my existence mm-hmm. the read Shout out to you guys. I love y'all. Like, I love fucking cooked food, bitch. Like, I love y'all so much. Okay. 
I have been through so much <laughs> in the span that I've listened to this podcast. I have cried listening to this podcast. I have laughed hysterically. They have been there with me when I have gone through, you know, when I was skinny, when I was thin, on the come up, bitch, we're, we're getting fat, er, when I'm on the stair stepper, I've, they've been there with me, bitch. I just love y'all. So that's my weekly consumption, the read podcast. Check them out. Okay. Boom. Um, okay, mine will be a podcast too. I'm really into true crime podcasts. I have listened to a ton of them. Uh, Serial, cu- Criminal, Atlanta Monster, Dr. Death, a, a ton of them. Oh my God. Um, I found a new one that is about false confessions, which I find incredibly interesting. Um, and there's like, on the podcast, there is audio from inside of the interrogation rooms where these people gave their false uh, false confessions and we get to like listen to some of the um interrogation tactics of the police it's disgusting i listened to three episodes and i like i'm disgusted Wait, so a false confession is like people confessing to a crime that they didn't commit right oh wow so the police are essentially manipulating them to commit to a crime yeah that you know it's legal for the police to lie to you while they're interrogating you Completely legal. There was one, I was listening to one episode, and the police officer said to the person that he's interrogating, I can't lie to you about evidence. He was lying about the ability to lie to this man. <laughs> it was fucking wild. So like, he was essentially making it seem like he had evidence. So right. He was making it seem like he had evidence, and uh, then saying, I have evidence, and I'm not legally allowed to lie to you about this evidence. Which was a lie, That's which a is legal fuck. for him to tell. Right. So making it feel like, oh, I already know it's you, so let me confess. And then this is the fucked up part. I'm sorry, we're going to have a conversation really quickly, just <laughs> briefly. This is the fucked up part. Because because we live in a criminal justice system that is fucked up, and we have these things called plea bargains and fucking, you know... Um, like mandatory minimum sentences or that, or whatever, people feel like, okay, well, by virtue of the fact that they're going to try to prove this shit regardless. Maybe the best option for me is to like confess to something and get the, the, the least sentence if I can bargain with them as opposed to not confessing and really taking this to the full extent of the fucking law. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it gets worse. It gets worse. You know what an Alfred plea is? No. An Alfred plea is when you maintain your innocence. You say that you definitely did not do this but you just don't have the means or the resources to fight the evidence that the state says it has. So you're going to take the deal for however many years in jail, even though you maintain your innocence because you just don't have the money to fight it. And because you took that, because you took, because you made that Alfred plea, you forfeit all rights to sue the state later on. So if evidence comes out that you definitely didn't do this, you get exonerated. You cannot sue the state for any type of settlement. That's fucking wild. It's fucking wild. Who came up with this shit, white people? (laughs) Because that's really horrible. Right. You're sending people to jail that don't need to be there. That shouldn't be there. And what is... We already know what the the point is, you know, the the Mm -hmm. prison pipeline. But in the prison industrial complex. But it's also like... First of all, capitalists are dumb. I mean, I guess not, because if the prison industrial complex is like you can have people producing goods, that's why there's an incentive to <laughs> to put people in prison. Making like two cents an hour. You know, at some prisons you have to pay to read a book. 
I'm going home. This has been a lovely episode. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys listening. We're back. Sorry, we're going to be back to every single week again. Shaquan will be out, and I'll be okay. Y'all have a wonderful day. Make sure you uh, subscribe. Leave us a comment. Oh, we have a five-star shout-out. Damn, I should have did this at the beginning. I'll edit it in. Did you see we have another five-star review? No, we do. We do. Chi Chi925. She says, the intro clip to the show legit makes me cackle every time I hear it. I love the dynamic between these two. Going to keep listening. Aww. Shout out to you, Chi Chi. We love you, too. We love you, too, Chi Chi. Thank you. All right. If you want to get a shout out, you got to leave us a five-star review on our Apple podcast page. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fat People Podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.